Hey yo, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. My name is Keith. I'm one of your hosts. And today we talk about the new show that um, just started on HBO. It's called um, I May Destroy You. And man, when I tell you this was a very, very difficult conversation to have. So much to a point that we had to record the episode twice. But I think we got a, got a better um, show for you guys the second time, time around. And we really hope that you guys enjoy also, um, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Also, follow us on Facebook. And for movie news and more, please go visit moviemaker.com. Thanks. I hope you guys enjoy. Peace. So, uh, May I Destroy You is a really, really good show. I think you guys agree, right? Right. I totally agree. And I also want to say in full disclosure that we talked about the show for like 25 minutes. And then I was so uncomfortable with some of the ways I misunderstood the show that I asked if we could just start over. Um, Where I was assuming better motives of some characters than they had and things like that. And with a show as sensitive as this show is, I wanted to be super, super careful. So thank you, you guys, for putting up with me. That's all good. Look, the audience, I'm sure, appreciates you being transparent. And we're all learning stuff. This this show is, like, really crazy and allowing for conversations that um, I haven't really seen. I think it's really impactful, and, and I'm, I'm glad it exists. So, um, it's, man, it's like, you know, um, the show is about a young woman uh, named Arabella who... Uh, starts writing a book after having a memoir published and um, getting really far with that. She is supposed to put together a new draft for uh, her next book. Her publisher's waiting on it. She has to push it out uh, in the morning, so she's planning an all-nighter. She's having writer's block. She decides to take a break and go meet up with some friends to get a mind on things and to get back to the all-nighter. In the midst of uh, some drinking, a little bit of uh, drug here, a little bit of drug there, she ends up having a blackout. Gets back to writing, kind of doesn't remember what happened. And by the time she makes it back to her apartment at the end of the first episode, realizes that um, she had been roofied and uh, someone had assaulted her during that night. And that's how the show starts. So it's really, really like a, a wow like you know when i first recommended the show for us to do i didn't know this what it would be about um you know the, about these sorts of topics and um you know from the very beginning it's just really shooting a cannon straight at you and like you know it's like boom like either you're ready for it or not and i just thought it was a really great pilot to start with yeah this show's made by michaela cole um, who plays Arabella? She she wrote all of it. She created the entire thing. Um, it's based on her own personal experience with being assaulted, and sort of closely tracks what really happened to her. Um, I think it's an incredible show. Keith, you knew her previous show, which was Chewing Gum Dreams. Well, the previous show was just called Chewing Gum. The she did a it was based off a play that she did called Chewing Gum Chewing Gum Dreams. She um, wrote and starred in the play. I want to say it was a one-woman play. And that was taken, and she based the show Chewing Gum off of that. Which I would, I would say if you guys, 
you guys like um, I May Destroy You might also enjoy Chewing Gum, but it is a completely different mood. Like, if I was just going off of her off of that, I, I, I was pretty much blown away by this show because it's such a huge contrast from what we get from her previous work. And that's interesting because she she's definitely um, playing it very well. Um, by the time we get to our second episode, um, she has um, put enough pieces together to report the incident. And my wife and I, while watching it, we were just absolutely destroyed. Like we were <laughs> like bawling on the couch. Uh, <laughs> like what is going on? Um and and I think partially just because to um to see such an honest and raw depiction of that um in entertainment for for something that you know friends of yours go through and, and it is just not something that's uh discussed much is very um very difficult. Um you know, in in the third episode, um talks about, you know, young people just kind of, you know, going off in the world, different places in, in, um, kind of in, enjoying things, but like, you know, uh, also like with, with a ton of drugs involved and things like that. And, um, just kind of what, what it means to be promiscuous and, and, you know, all that. And then, uh, we see well, it's another, like, it's like the good version of what happens, like her and her friend Terry go to Italy and Terry, mm. who's played by a name I'm going to say wrong, Waruche Opia, um, like has a three-way with two guys and comes away from it pretty happy, like pretty happy with the way that things went. Um, um, and you see. An- no, I was going to say, I, I was, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but but I was thinking about that too. Like, was she actually happy in that situation? I, I, it, w- w- once she realized the two guys knew each other, I don't think so. All right, let's scratch that whole part. No, no, no. Look, look, look. I think I think that's worth keeping in. Be, and the reason I say that is the show is so subtle about some of the hints that it throws at you about different things. And, and the things I say that, this, that's my interpretation. I think that's what happened. And the reason is, so this, my, I was picking up on my wife was breaking it down to me how she saw it. Mm-hmm. When Terry yeah. is is walk, it, so she's left the club. Arabella's still out there, just coked out of mind. And the guy's talking to her about Mountain Dew, and then she goes in there dancing with him. Then the homie over there looking at her while she dancing. Dude goes go get her a drink. He comes back. He says, "Well, you know, it's rude to go break up dances, blah blah blah." And then These when guys seem like they have a pattern, like their partners potentially. Yeah. And they the thought she was happened. American too. And and the thing is, when they left, the way they were kind of schmoozing it up, you know, at least to Terry, the way she was looking, it didn't feel like she took it like these were two individuals who didn't know each other. Or at the very least, maybe like somehow they felt like they, they got over on her or something. I don't know. Like, it's it's not 100 percent clear. This, this is the interpretation of two people watching the show. They are not going to in any way kind of cement that. I don't think I doubt we see these two people again. But but yeah. that's how I read it watching it. To right. defend my read, I thought that she realized that they probably knew each other or that they had kind of like played her and she kind of was just like, Those guys are idiots. Like I would have this something that she would have done anyway. Oh no, but she she but, she she was into it, no, without yeah, a doubt. 
I think that's the thing, though. Does that take on a whole different meaning? I think this is something to have to ask a woman because if it was me, I'd just be like, oh, okay, cool. But but see, but, that's, I, but I think that's I, for each individual to to feel because I think some people are like, look, whether they knew each other or not, if you enjoyed yourself while it was going on, well, what's now, but that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's a yeah. That's that's. I think a woman would look at that differently, though. Like they well, would feel like so, you, but, but, some, some women would be like, that's fine. Some people would be like, it's not. Is, this is one of the cool things about the show, though, because they get into these yeah. really like tricky areas where there's like an idea of like rape by misrepresentation, where it's like mm-hmm. it used if you watch like old comedies, it's like I'm going to trick this woman into thinking I'm rich and then she'll sleep with me. And then she does. And it's like, high five, bro. I did it. But today, by today's standards, it's like you misrepresented who you are and your intentions. That is you did not get actual consent as yourself. Right. Mm. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think that the show was trying to show that she did feel some type of way about it. Like, there's a couple of things that showed that, like, when they walked out, they were speaking to each other. Like, even when they walked out the room. And the yep. other Italian guy, what's his name? B- Biagio? Yeah. The yeah. one that Arabella likes, the drug dealer. He, yeah. he saw them say something to each other. And when she came out the door, they looked at each other. And at first I was thinking, like, he was just looking like, Oh, I see you just had sex with these two dudes. But then after I watched it a second time, I think they may have said something which let him know that they they pretty much planned this to 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 do this, to run run a train. Because there's there's a to me, I think there's a difference between like a woman that's feeling like she she met two random guys and they, they all you know, they all had sex together to two guys plotted on her. Right. So that they can both have sex with her, right? That's but, a but whole I, different I, thing I, I in think, itself. I think, like, yeah, like, like, you know, we've been talking about. That's kind of the beauty in uh, the show. Like, so much stuff is so subtle. Like, everything that happens isn't said outright. Although I will say, in the fourth episode, the the th- I mean, this kind of haunted me when it happened. But uh, yeah. well, we went, we witnessed Kwame's um, assault, and the guy Kwame said. Kwame is her friend, her gay friend, mm-hmm. um, who's also friends with Terry and is friends with um, Arabella. And there's this there's this guy who's attracted to him who's not sure if he's gay or not. He just wants to like spend some time with Kwame. And they go together to a third guy's house. Well, well, Kwame was wrong for that, by the way, too. He should not have... If, if the guy is trying to figure out how he feels and all that, to take him to another person's home, too... You know, he should have been doing that along with him. You know, if if he was even gonna have an experience, I, that was kind of weird too. I mean, but I mean, when I say weird, I mean like, you know, th- that's that's because the thing about Kwame, Kwame is like he's always on his phone. He's always on on grinder all the time. Like every time yeah. we see, if he ain't at work, he's on grinder all the fucking time. He's always just flicking through pictures, and and you know that's done per with purpose, right? Um. This is another area where I feel like I'm going to get in trouble in some way because I feel so out of my depth in terms of saying whether that's okay or not. Because I thought like if I was if there was a woman I was interested in and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm interested in you. And she was like, oh, we'll come over to this other guy's house and he's going to have sex with me while you watch. And then we'll work out like whether we're going to be a couple or something. I'd be like, what? Well, but but so even in this case, I think it's a little more complicated too. And I mean, this is yeah. this is a purposeful choice by you know um, by Michaela Cole to say, okay, we are talking about a person who is saying he's attracted to Kwame, 
but he's not certain that he's gay yet. I mean, he's expressed this out loud. And Kwame's like, I'm going to just bring you into the world, but I'm not going to do it but just by having you and me ha- spend time alone together. I'm going to like bring you all the way in, and I'm going to have another person who's a stranger. Because, I mean, really, I'm a stranger to you, too. I'm bringing another stranger, and then we're going to do the do in front of you, and you just you make a decision about how you want to handle this. That's really intense for somebody who's trying to figure it out. Yeah, and the reason is that they need an apartment that they go to because both of them live with their parents, and their parents wouldn't approve. Oh, yeah, although, although he said his father was yeah. about to like leave and go back to, to wherever he was from. I believe Ghana, wherever he was from, um, like in some days. But that's the thing. Kwame's so like, he, he just got to get it at all times. Like he's all, because remember, there's even a joke in episode five where Terry says, well, like, because she sees, sees him on his phone, like, oh, well, there's nobody in the area. Like he's known with his friends yeah. to just like be just a, a a horn dog. Like he can't stop. He's always on it. So they just don't. Anytime he has his phone open, he's he's looking for another partner. This show does some stuff that I found like distasteful. And then the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was really good writing. Like I think Arabella is the only character in the show who doesn't have a three way, which I think mm. it has something to do with her character. And there's a lot of scenes where she's like sitting on the toilet and peeing in front of people. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, do we need to have this happen like multiple times? And then I realized like with that simple gesture, I find out what her relationship is to all these people. It's like if she's peeing in front of another guy, probably she's either in a close relationship with him or they're like, you know, that tight as roommates or something like that, that it's not a big deal. So they she did a lot of really good sort of shortcuts to explaining what characters relationships are to each other through things that. I didn't initially understand. I think she's a really, really good writer. I feel so bad for her roommate Ben. No, Ben just wants to be noticed, and she don't. <laughs> she she just don't think of him like that. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. Is things. is is Ben her roommate gay? I thought Ben was gay. I don't think he's gay. She pees in front of him though, right? He that that's how little she thinks of a potential. You, you remember when we had this conversation about nice guys? like ben is a nice guy (laughs) and now uh, uh, he 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 got if he i never even thought that ben liked arabella to be honest with you i I think he does if he did at least the way he's playing the character and always like has this longing look on his face when certain things come up it feels that way to me maybe i'm misreading it if he does because he's also kind of awkward too because oh, I remember, cool. I remember at the end of one scene, it was like one of the first couple scenes of the first episode where Arabella leaves. Like I, I think she had to go leave to go start writing, and so it's just Ben and Terry sitting in the room and they just standing there silent. It just mm. was weird to me that they cut like right then and there, and they don't say nothing to each other. It's just like Terry's just looking like, oh okay, you know, like whatever. I'm. Yeah. Like you know, they, they don't have confident any about that assessment. What was was the moment with with uh, Arabella and Zane? They about to go bone, and Ben's like, "Hey, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, I didn't know you were here. Okay, yeah, uh huh, uh okay. Like it's just, just like he's just weird and being weird about it in a way that's like, all right, y'all. I mean, you know, when it's just a frame, like, oh, okay, go do your thing. Like, all right, I'm just you know, crank up the music I- or something. I hope I hope he never gets close to her. If he likes her, <laughs> because that'd be the most Hollywood thing to do. Oh, if Ben is like the one who was there all along. 
Yeah. Oh, I oh I, I hate that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, nah, I th- I think she's a little too hot to to, to try. No, nah, but but you know, even when women hot, to, even if you hot to try in a movie, eventually you change and you get with the nice guy. Like I mean, Laura gets with Steve Urkel. At the end of Michaela Family Cole Nights. doesn't write like that's, that. At least, at least as far as I'm saying, I, I hope she don't write like that because that that is so lame to me. All right, fam, uh, Family Matters fans, we should have done a spoiler alert. Um, Laura does get with Steve Urkel at the end. Very sorry if you're learning about it for the first time. Yeah, they okay. they, they were um, fiance. Well, no, I guess they got married at the end when he was in space. I can't remember now. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, they got married. Yeah, that was, that was a little. So I will say, looking back on it, shows like um, "Say by the Bell," uh, "Family Matters," a whole bunch of them, where you had like these young boys who were like the the male leads, and they were just always taking, never taking no for an answer from the attractive yeah. uh, female lead. That was always a little weird looking back on it now. Yeah, we, we yeah. really were not teaching young boys. Uh, that no means no. We, we we've done better recently with, with the you know take a. You know, yes means yes, uh, rather than no means no. But uh, anyway, that's another yeah. thing for another time, supposedly. Yeah. One one of the things I said in the earlier iteration of this episode that I didn't feel comfortable with was I was trying to explain how I feel like the standard of consent has sort of changed even in my life. Um, where like when I was in high school, I remember seeing on nine hundred two one zero, no means no, and that was like a really big. It was like they were teaching us something by saying no means no. It was like we were supposed to be like, oh, okay. I Oh, I get it now. And now, of course, it's not no means no. It's like you need affirmative, enthusiastic consent, which is, of course, a much better system. But it's also not a thing. I remember when that when I first saw a news article about that, uh, I think it was at like Oberlin College or some like sort of college that was perceived as a liberal college. People like pushed back and thought it was ridiculous. Like mm. there were certain people in society who were like, that's absurd. Like, do you have to get permission, like to like touch somebody's shirt? Do you need permission to like put your hand under the shirt? Do you need permission to do yes, this? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you asshole. <laughs> that's the system. Yeah. yeah, but I I see that. But does it does that not take away from the the sexual encounter itself? Because Look, there's a there's a yes that in, that includes like it's like a check all the above, you know. Like, but just because you 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 checked one box doesn't necessarily mean you checked them all. There's a yes that means check all the above, but there's a yes that just means I just checked this box. Yeah, the but show dude, gets into that. The show gets into what? The show gets into that really well yeah. because like there's a part where she has sex with Zane, which she's okay with doing as long as he's wearing a condom, and then it comes out that he's not wearing a condom, and then she's like, "Well, this is full blown rape." Um, which brings us to episode five and an absolutely amazing sequence that, yeah. Stunning. Called him a racist I mean, in front of his mama. I mean, I said a racist, Lord, a rapist. Lord, like, I'm in George Floyd lane when I say that. But called him oh, a rapist. Racist. No, he's, no, no, he's, no, he's a rapist. Racial, he's no, real good on racial issues, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely switch, a rapist. Switch, switch the continents around. Definitely a rapist. Um, I think... I don't know. It's the show's the show's teaching though. I wonder is the show yeah. saying something about sexual promiscuity as a whole. So I'm curious about where you're going with that because I, I have a thought, but but uh, say more. I don't. 
and some of it honestly is from you know just just living life you know and you know just certain experience just like what we talk about like you know certain things you know no no means no and what's yes and things like that usually when you're with in my opinion when you're with one person and that's your sexual partner you understand the cues from that sexual partner you know and you usually don't overstep those boundaries because you know them and you know that person but when you're out here having sex with you know every everybody that you come across you know and you got all these different sexual partners i think what happens is that and it's not to make excuses for anybody in their actions you treat every sexual partner generally the same because like mm. like if you if you used to doing a certain approach and you got away with that approach and women were open to that then you'll think the next woman to be open to it and you're not thinking in your mind like everybody is different every sexual partner is a whole different thing so maybe one of the flaws in itself is just trying to take on having all these different partners at once yeah i mean i think the show is is potentially interested in that as well we definitely see that with um i mean i don't know i mean the the show has so many different layers for things it's, it's trying to say i definitely think that kind of opening yourself up to different levels um like we saw with terry out in italy um is an example um I, I th- you know one thing about this show is like generally sex doesn't have positive connotations in it really like there's no romance in the sex here really um it, it it's it, it typically comes with consequence um that that yeah. isn't isn't you know very uh positive in any way um you know I, i'm also very oh sorry go ahead go ahead no, it's it's just it's interesting because it's a show that does have a lot of sex in it, but it isn't like you said. Nobody seems to be getting any enjoyment out of it. I mean, I thought the one exception might be Terry, in Italy, but you know, you make the point that that encounter was also potentially fraught. Right. Potentially, I mean, it's and again, it's, I, it, it's so so. But the thing is, so much of sex is about just your interpretation and understanding of the moment. And, you know, one thing we really haven't gotten into too much is just literally what happens with Arabella and, and her assault. And then also um, what went on, with, you know, um, with the other person who was spiked, uh, who was Simon's mistress. Um, I guess that's the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, you know, given a quaalude and said straight up, like, I've been doing this for over six months with Simon. I'm cool with that. Why are you trying out here trying to call him a rapist? You know, or anybody he was with that night a rapist. Like she seems to have a better sense of what happened that night than Arabella does. Um, and you know, again, that mystery of everything that's going on will, I'm certain, be revealed further into the season. But there are lines that we as society might find. Um, to be over the line, but the way the show's written, certain characters feel like these things are fine. Yeah. 
something something Dan Savage talks about on his podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while, but when I used to listen to it a lot, one thing he talks about is like the implied consent of being in a relationship where like if you just suddenly kiss your wife, she's like, oh, delightful. Like, you know, we still like each other. But if you just suddenly kiss your coworker, you're a fucking weirdo who's completely overstepped your bounds. Right. And I think they're trying to say that there's a different mm. dynamic between um, the mistress and Simon. I wish I knew her name, um, but I'm just going to call her the mistress. The mistress um, and Simon Alisa. is. With... Oh, okay. Alisa. So I don't, I don't mean to define her as a mistress, um, but Alisa, <laughs> um, there's a different dynamic between her and Simon, I guess, than there is between Arabella and whoever this guy is who attacks her. Well, and, and even, you know, this idea that, you know, again, the traditional way society tends to look at relationships, what we're seeing between Simon and Kat and Kat wanting to bring a woman into the fold. Um, I'm sure not like for a full relationship, but just for sex. Um, you know, that's something that she expressed interest in, not knowing that Simon was already having a side piece. Um that was yeah. good writing too, because the way yeah, that they was really explained good. how Cat was getting conned was so complicated, and they explained it so simply, and it was like, oh, this is. This and the is way what she found calls. out, the way she found out that Simon was full of shit, was also yeah. pretty, pretty, um, pretty interesting, and it just you know executed well. And when Arabella's like, "May I see your Uber receipts?" That's like <laughs> the best shit ever, <laughs> <laughs> like in a crisp British accent. <laughs> right, right. Like, I got your ass. And because she was like, well, wait, that would have been a four to five minute walk. Oh, well, you know, yeah, I mean, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but, but we took an Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who paid for the Uber? Oh, oh, shoot, man. <laughs> I tell you, man, I, from, from one thing, if I've ever learned anything, is I just don't lie to women like that. And especially, like, not two of them that's, that's intelligent. <laughs> Like nah, they gonna catch me in a lie every time. I said it's just it's just best to just tell the truth, man. Well, one thing that really stuck out for me, and again, the mystery is not yet unraveled, but you know, another layer uh, for the show is just why Simon lying. Um, who is he protecting? Is he, I mean, is he protecting himself? Because the thing is, she doesn't see him. The thing that's kind of interesting about the show too, she sees several people. As being, you know, like so when she has images of her assault, she sees um, a white man. She sees Zane. She sees herself. Um, it's possible because the thing is, like, if you go back and think about it, when they asked, "Hey, like," you know, she says when she's you know reporting in the police station, "Hey, you know, could we do like a sketch of the person?" But we never see her described who the the assaulter is so you know i don't know that that's done intentionally but like it's possible it could have been simon it could have been simon's cousin could have been you know that 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 actually had that happen i mean i don't know like i mean i I still think it's probably the person she she constantly sees the white guy whoever that happens to be but simon's protecting someone whether it's himself or someone else. And and it's kind of unclear why. And it could be because that's a coworker, it could be a boss, could be somebody who's a, a legal partner, could be a, a number of things. But this good old boys club, like, you know, and, and just kind of unraveling that and, and what are the incentives for for men in particular in situations like this to lie? Um now I'm interested in seeing how it 
it decides to handle that the show i'm pretty sure the white guy who i think is the assailant is also the bad guy in the new netflix movie the old guard i can't prove it i'm scrolling through imdb but he's a very (laughs) memorable face and uh keep an eye out for that everybody is the old guard out you know no, nah, it's this later this week, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch anything with Shalise Theron in it. We could talk about it next week if we want. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we will. That, that would be cool. Um, I'll watch up for two hours in anything. <laughs> it's no, good. She, she's it. just cold. Because the last thing she did was uh, that I saw in theaters was... Um, she, what was the spy movie where she was just kicking everybody's ass? And it was like Tom had, uh, Yes, yes. See, I was about oh. to mention the Cold War and all that. Yes, very good movie. Um, but yeah, and and also, what did you guys think of Biagio as a character? Uh, Arabella's uh, the person she wanted to be her her um, boyfriend who <laughs> said no at the start, but it, you know she clearly still uh wants to vibe with and, and then the situation he gets put in put in unfortunately where like he's a actual um drug dealer and now he has to go give his dna to the police because you know they need to kind of match all the partners she knows she's had consensually well the craziest shit is when she first hooks up with him she's done like crazy amounts of drugs she tries to hook up with him and it kind of doesn't work out for reasons having nothing to do with drugs um but like that's a situation that's a little fraught too and it's interesting how that relationship plays out i mean there's just so much like gray area and nuance there and i love the turn in the fifth episode where he like gets mad at her for not protecting her drink which is just like the last thing you expect the drug dealer to say well i don't agree with him i don't agree with him that sounds like something a drug dealer would say actually <laughs> although you know so it actually brought me back to to some moments before i went to college um where we would have these um orientations and things and they you know they go okay we know you're gonna go out, blah 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 when you go out watch your drink don't put it down keep your eyes on it at all times blah, blah, blah. it'd be all these different things I'm like why the hell are they like oh, this whole look. thing there's no question everybody should watch their drinks, but it's like you don't give somebody the watch your drink speech after they've been assaulted. No, 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 no. Without exactly. a doubt. Without yeah. a, I, I right. just meant like I didn't understand how perversive or pervasive, I should say, excuse me, um, like this sort of behavior was like because they were really emphasizing that shit at a college orientation. I'm 17. and I'm like, OK, like I'll be on campus in a few weeks. Like, what's the big deal? Like, What are, what are y'all doing? Like, why are we why are we doing all this? Um, it's like, oh, like you get in college, like, oh, this is because I guess that's the other thing, too. Like, you you realize later, um, you know, when you have friends who you're close to later on, sometimes you know, you don't learn till years, sometimes a decade later about the stories and, and things that happened to them and things they weren't able to speak out about when they took place. And uh, that's really tough. Um, I, you know, a lot of cases just didn't know. And sometimes you learn about people who who are assailants, who you were, you know, considered people who you knew wouldn't do something like that. And, and they're the sort of person who 
is not just capable, but has done things like that. And that that is, um, yeah, that can, that can be really jarring. Yeah, I think it's also interesting in the, in a way to where when they were talking to the police and they were saying how like a lot of these um these crimes have not been reported because no one knew it was a crime. Yeah. And and that struck me because there are certain things that we do understand. Like we there are certain things that we know this is flat out rape or this is flat yeah. out sexual assault. And then there's the other things that you're like I'm not really sure, you know. Or it's things that that you you know like like I or things that I've known people that did that now looking back on it is sexual assault or some type, some form of rape mm-hmm. or, or like I said, like there's certain things that I know women have been through certain things that they, you know, similar to Arabella and they just kind of, you know, brushed it off or they was upset and they kept it moving, but never really sat down and thought about the fact that this person like, really really violated you you know you know and honestly the thing that i don't know why i hadn't thought of this previously but um something that is true i i I can't speak for the rest of the world but something i do remember um around the time the cosby situation happened i was trying to inform myself and learn just a little bit more about things like this and and people were saying that oftentimes women um have these sorts of crimes happen and it's somebody they know um who was involved or who committed the act and you know kind of you saying if somebody took me back to when um arabella is in the police station the first time she's like no no no, simon's a good friend he wouldn't he would never do this he would never spike my drink he'd never be involved in this like you don't have to worry about that but at least as far as the show show us has you know shown us to this point he hasn't called her one time he knows this happened. He hasn't checked on her, nothing like that. Um, it's it's uh, it, the show is definitely gonna pull him back in somehow. Yeah, I was gonna also bring up the fact that after she came to a conclusion, or maybe was starting to feel that that Zane had raped her, she was still hanging out with him. Because they was, you know, they were at at the play at his place painting and everything, and he asked her, you know, why didn't you tell me? Because she she had mentioned to her boss um, that she had been got raped or whatever, and he was there, and he was like, why didn't you tell me? And he was talking about how, oh, I'm sorry that that happened to you, and he looked like he genuinely felt a way about it, meaning like, did he? Did he not think that his actions were on par to what happened to her um, assault during the blank out, the blackout? He clearly didn't. He didn't think he had assaulted her. He, exactly. he didn't consider he didn't consider that assault. And and you know he, yeah, he he just didn't see himself in that light clearly at that moment. So and, the, and I don't know. Is that and the I, biggest and honestly, problem? I don't, I don't think she did completely until she realized that he had been doing that with other women and this was a pattern of behavior. Hmm. That was interesting because did they say explicitly in that conversation, it sounds like I'm like a Zane defender. I don't care either way. Um, Like I I don't have like a stake in the character's survival or anything, Mm -hmm. but 
the other woman put something. Sean, the uh, the assistant, mm-hmm. said something kind of vague, and I think Arabella interpreted it to mean, "Oh, the same thing happened to you that happened to me." Yeah, they. You know, it, it, it's completely. Uh, she, when she said, "There's another woman here who would cooperate or had said something similar had happened to her," you know, I was like, "Well, maybe." Maybe that's true. But then, like, remember, they're sitting together after the fact at the bar looking at right. Twitter and all the memes. And yeah. she's like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and they're chatting it up. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, she, the show, I believe, is doing enough to hint at you that she is agreeing, yes, that that had taken place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like the nuance. I like the, the subtlety of how it comes across and the the fact that we can debate this and you know, debate individual, very specific points, I think is one of the strengths of the show. Yeah, I, I think it's important to not always spell every single thing out. Um, and yeah. I think there's enough there. Like in, in the places where, you know, we're allowed to, to debate and think about things, it lets us do that. But even when characters don't say things outright, there's enough for you to get. Although um, the most haunting thing for me, and I mean, I, and I went to sleep like, unable to totally get out of my head when um Kwame's assaulter said this isn't sex. Like he's totally oh, yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing. But it might even be such that just because of how when when Kwame tries to report the assault, um the fact that they at least the way the officer was talking to him, and again it's unclear if this is happening or they're putting it that way because he's a, a you know, a man reporting the assault. Um, but he says, you know, you had consensual sex prior and then something else happened. So, I mean, you know, and then what can we, what can we do here? And he's saying DNA won't matter because they had consensual sex before, but it's also kind of judgmental. Like, well, you'd already had consensual sex with the guy. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And then they technically didn't have sex the second time though. And I think that's another part of what goes into that territory of where the person that commits the assault does not seem to grasp how right. how crucial that is. Because like you like you know what rape rape is. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. But then there's other stuff like because essentially what the guy did from from my understanding was he he dry humped them naked. Until you mm-hmm. and because even when he types it into Google, he says is something. I forgot exactly what the search was. It was something like is humping rape. Yeah, some kind of yeah. Is it sexual assault or something? Because because he asked him, did he penetrate? And he's like, I'm not sure. I'd have to, you know, uh, you know, stick my finger, man, just to check and see to how it felt and blah, blah blah. I mean, like you know, there are subtleties of this. I'm not like an expert to talk about or understand, but but that's what was stated in the uh in the show and yeah i mean he did say humping it wasn't it wasn't it, that that's what was typed in the google search so i don't know it's it's complex and i i appreciate the conversation that it's you know in the sort of nuance and in the questions it's forcing audiences to ask you know um whether they have a particular sexuality or not i mean like you know what what it what's the line for these different things and how should we think about um our own behaviors and, and also the sort of um, situations willing to put ourselves in um, in this kind of new age of, you know, how things function. 
But uh, I don't yeah. know. Just, we, we could talk about this show for like 15 hours, and, and even with these five uh, episodes. Um, but is, is there anything in particular you guys would like to close on? I just want to recommend everybody get happily married as soon as possible. <laughs> don't have to use apps or go uh, outside. Yeah, let's let's underline bold and put in red happily. <laughs> put that shit in huge font. Uh, uh, Keith, what about you? Um, I just you know if you if you I hope you guys who who's listening to this actually watch the show because it's really worth watching. Um, it, it may make you feel a little uncomfortable, but it's definitely worth it. And I don't know, and just just be safe out there, man. Just be safe. If you if you gonna be out in the streets, be as safe as possible in the streets, and just just educate yourself. Like, you know, you, you know, don't you, so, certain things that I think that we've been taught and thought that was acceptable is just not acceptable. At the end of the day, and you know, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, I think the only show I've seen so far this year that's more important and more impressive so far is also on HBO, which is Watchmen. Uh, but that shows like some of the best TV I've ever seen. Um, you know, so I mean, I, I think this is this is an important show and an important moment for this era. Um, it's definitely something that if you're able to watch these sort of visceral scenes um that, that you should watch i mean i de- definitely say that with a disclaimer you definitely want to kind of prep yourself we didn't know what we were jumping into really um but it, it's definitely worth your time and attention so um if you can watch i may destroy you i definitely highly recommend it right and also check out chewing gum it's a completely different it's a completely different thing but after you watch I May Destroy You if you want to laugh a little bit go check out Chewing Gum yeah, I need to finish this first I don't think I can watch the like be interrupted with, with Chewing Gum it's just a straight comedy that might right. feel a little weird <laughs> yeah. All right, um, obviously a complicated conversation if you want to weigh in you can get us at the low key pod you can also respond in the comments on moviemaker.com where we'll post this podcast uh, you can also respond in a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Cool. 100%. It's a great show. All right. We out of here, then. I'll chat on the next Peace. one.